Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. From today's reading from the Acts of the Apostles, on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A few years ago, there was a Japanese film released called The Eight-Year Engagement, which told the true story of Hisashi and Mai a young couple engaged to be married. They were madly in love, and a wedding date had been set, but a few weeks prior to the wedding, Mai became ill with a very rare brain infection that erased a large chunk of her memory. Mai forgot who she was, and she did not recognize most of the people around her. Now, in time, most of her memory was restored, but due to the randomness of her condition, there was one person in particular that she could not remember at all, her fiancé. And so week after week, Hisashi sat by her hospital bed, but to Mai, he was but a stranger. Mai's parents begged Hisashi to look for another wife, but All he said in reply was three words, I will wait. It was eight years later that Mai came across a pocketbook with a few photos and notes inside, and on the cover were the words wedding ceremony and the date March 11th, 2007. And it was at that moment, quite spontaneously, that all the old memories came rushing back. She then called the man who had wanted nothing more than to marry her, and true to his word, Hisashi had indeed been waiting all that time. They tied the knot later that year. I share this story as an illustration of what I consider to be our primary spiritual illness, and that's this tendency we all have to forget who we really are, and to forget about the God who is always waiting patiently at our side. Because at the end of the day, the Christian faith is about our identity, and more specifically about a new identity we receive as people baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, both of today's readings from Acts and Mark point to this shift in identity. And if they could speak, I think these readings would beg, that they would beg us to remember, to remember who we are and to remember the God to whom we are betrothed. Now, to help us understand what I mean by this, I now want to offer a second illustration. And I want you to imagine that you have a friend by the name of Fred. He is an actor, and Fred has invited you to the local theater to watch him play the part of Hamlet. 
And so you go to the play, and when the show ends, you go backstage to see your friend, and you congratulate Fred on a remarkable performance, only to notice that he is furious. In fact, Fred is yelling, and he is screaming, and so you ask Fred what's wrong, and all he can talk about is how much he misses his dead father. And what a horrible betrayal it was for his mom, Gertrude, to marry his conniving uncle, Claudius, and how he's now confused by the appearance of his father's ghost. In other words, you go backstage to discover that your friend Fred has completely forgotten that he is Fred, that he is now lost in his role, so much so that he has actually come to believe and feel that he is Hamlet. And thus he falsely concludes that Hamlet's drama is a fundamental part of who he is. And so my question is, if this were to happen and you wanted to help your friend Fred, what would you do? I mean, right therapy would not do Fred any good, assuming the point of therapy was to help him process his father's death and to cope with his conniving uncle. Nor would a Bible study do Fred any good if the goal of that study were to help him accept Jesus' teaching that he must forgive his uncle for what he had done. In other words, is it not obvious that there is only one thing and one thing only that must happen if Fred is to be saved, healed, and delivered? Fred needs to wake up. And to see clearly that Hamlet is not who he is, but rather a part that he plays. In other words, what Fred needs is to remember, to remember his true identity. And I would submit that the whole point of today's gospel is to help us do the same. We are to wake up and to see clearly our true identity in Christ. Because here's the thing, every single day we wake up and there are many roles we are asked to play. Mom, dad, student, boss, athlete, friend, child, waiter, rector, doctor, volunteer, athlete, etc., etc. And here's the thing, in every one of these wonderful roles, as I'm sure you know, there is plenty of drama we can get lost in some of which is fun and exciting and gives spice to our life, and some of which makes us suffer tremendously. But of course, the irony is that to play these roles faithfully and with joy and to embody them with an awareness that it is our vocation from God to do so and to perform them with excellence so that more beauty and more truth and more grace come into the world in and through our presence, in order for that to happen, doesn't it stand to reason that we have to know the real person behind the role? And the witness of both Scripture and the Christian tradition is very clear. At our core, we are people baptized into the death of Jesus Christ and who now live in the power of his resurrection. We are people sealed 
by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. And above all, we are people who are mystically and eternally connected to God and each other in Jesus Christ, so much so that the blessing the Father speaks over Jesus in today's gospel is the exact same blessing that God speaks over you. You are my son. You are my daughter. You are my beloved. And with you, I am well pleased. And so all that said, whenever I look at this story of Jesus's baptism and I interpret our baptism through this Christological lens, I see two things. First, I see a dear friend begging us to wake up. As Jesus said in the Gospel of John, I do not call you servants any longer, but I now call you friends. And today, I hear that friend. I hear that divine friend who so badly wants us to be well, and thus who looks at each one of us with so much compassion and tenderness and gentleness and so much love, only to say, wake up. You're not Hamlet. You are my son, my daughter, and with you, not with your role, but with you, I am well pleased. And so first, I invite you to see in today's gospel a friendly reminder from God as to who you really are and what it is that really defines your life. And then let me tell you the second thing I see in today's gospel. I see Hisashi, madly in love, the bridegroom looking upon his bride, the bride who has forgotten him, and yet he waits patiently Beside us, speaking only three words, I will wait. For as long as it takes, I will wait. I love you that much. Now, it is a new year, and I imagine that some of you have made a New Year's resolution. If you find such resolutions to be meaningful and empowering, I'm all for it, and I want to encourage you, but as you probably know, statistically speaking, they don't work, they don't last, they don't transform, which makes perfect sense, right? Taking an arbitrary date and then using our willpower to modify our behavior, it has been well documented that this is not what improves the quality of our life. In other words, a resolution will not change our life. Effort will not change our life. Good intentions will not change our life. But do you know what will change our life? Knowing who we are and knowing whose we are and knowing the eternal and indestructible nature of the body we have been baptized into. And you know the irony of all of it. The irony is it's only when we know who we are apart from the many roles that we play in life, only then can we actually embody our role, our vocation, the part we have been given by God to play in life with grace and joy and effectiveness. And so let me end my sermon by saying this. The whole point of the Christian faith is not to earn the love of God. It is to remember 
the love of God, the ever-present, always new, never failing, forever renewing, unshakable, and eternal love of God in Christ. Because though we forget, God's promise is that he can't. And the seal on our forehead given at baptism is our reminder that this is so. For we are his son, his daughter, and with us, not with our role, but with us. God is well pleased. Amen.